Improvised Weapons features audio from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium music, sound effects, and voices that enhance any tabletop experience. Me tell you no be bad! Squish! And with a BattleBards Prime subscription, you can get access to the entire catalog, as well as tools like soundboards, the mixer, and BattleBards Cast, allowing you to broadcast your audio online across any virtual tabletop service. You can even upload and mix from your private audio library. And with BattleBards Prime, you get a 20% discount on all purchases. Head to BattleBards.com and subscribe to BattleBards Prime using the coupon code IWVTCAST to save some money and let them know who sent you. BattleBards. Take your game to the next level with the greatest tabletop audio library on the material plane. Following is an original, actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. on improvised weapons. Hey, I know that horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't feel good about that. It's just always covered in Truce or this human dies. Oh, well, truce? Yeah, I'm always down for a truce. <laughs> no, I'm emic. <laughs> um, I told him to stay sexy. Hey everyone, it's me, the disembodied voice. I tell ya, they give me the week off and it's like no one was doing any work. The next two episodes are missing some cast members due to scheduling issues, and due to some equipment troubles, Fred, and therefore Cassian, sounds like he's in a fish tank. I am never taking a vacation again. <sighs> now, let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the party spoke with Morris, the man who helped them in their battle with the green-eyed creature. He educated them on the current goings-on of the city, the large fire in the sawtooth, the forge activity, and the buildings being torn down in the barter. Barry, his young halfling charge, added that there is a large hole in the ground in the sawtooth, into which she saw people being taken. The party rested with them briefly, and then set out back into the sewer to move westward. Using their magics to scout above ground, they settled on a place in the Sawtooth to surface, and were quickly joined by a patrol of five cultists. Cleverly separating them, they were able to clandestinely dispatch each, steal their robes, and send the bodies floating down Chunk River. But not before Cassian charmed one, so they could question him about the large hole in the ground. Through this, they discovered that beneath the city of Bastafier lay the lost metropolis of Caneloth, one of the four great cities of magic affected by the shattering over a thousand years prior. They then dispatched the cultist and, sadly, as the spell on her would soon wear off, Irene as well. Feeling relatively safe, they broke into a nearby building. Eowyn summoned Leoman's tiny hut so they could rest under a dome of impenetrable force, and they slept quite deservedly. 
And that is where we pick up. Eight hours have passed. You've all taken a long rest. You've regained your spells. Eowyn, having completed the Tome of Clear Thought, feels sharper than ever. The book itself has lost its arcane properties now, though it still contains useful mental exercises. It will not regain its magic for 100 years. Uh, also, the tiny hut has faded as uh, has her alarm spell. Uh, you can now see light around the edges of the curtains. Day has clearly broken. Also, as you sort of stretch off the night and look around, Ildov is gone. Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, is this a, a, a Gulric situation? I, I can't think who she would have, uh, who's around even for her to have fallen in love with and killed all those cultists. Um, Eowyn sort of goes over to where Ildov was where Ildov is not now, uh, her all of her her pack, her bedroll, all of her things are gone. And there's just this little folded slip of paper that Eowyn picks up. She reads it out and it says, Sorry to do this. I'll rejoin you soon. Hopefully this won't take long. Don't wait for me. Ildov. And then sealed with a kiss. Classic Ildov. You know what I love? when our allies get super cryptic and you can't understand what's going on. And all of a sudden, they're just not with us anymore. This is... I mean, yeah, yes, we did pick her up on the side of the road, and yes, we took her word for a lot of things that have been very, very wrong, but I don't don't know. I just, I felt like I could trust her finally. Well, he says she'll be back. I guess we have no choice but to take her out of word. Do we? Well, I mean, we can try and look for her, I guess. Um, I... She's amazing at disguise, so I have to have to wonder how successful we'll be at that. Um, Cassian, Yafik, this is Eowyn yes. speaking. <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> I've great, great impression. Thank you. I've been waiting for a time when I could get you two alone since our trek through the bloodied mall. Oh. But something very concerning happened back there, and. Well, it's about Ildov. In the mall, something happened. Yes. And, and you're not, this is not your bias against her. I know you're not a fan of her. No, no, no. This is something I saw. Remember when she reached from behind my back to destroy one of the rust monsters? Yes, the reach around attack. It was extremely cool. Well, well, when she cast her spell for only a moment, a, a phantasmic vision of something I can only describe as a, as a demon appeared around her head. I, I don't know if she noticed, but I definitely did. Was it like a mask or something, or just like kind of, kind of came down? Uh, no, it just sort of came into being around her head very briefly. These large, oh. jagged teeth and big black horns, and I was around conf- her head, meaning she looked like a demon. Yes. Are, are you saying you think she might be turning into a demon of some sort? I don't know. I, I was conflicted when her rod started consuming souls, but this is very. Very troubling, and, and I I just thought it was important that you two know. Uh, yes, I, I, I'm yeah. surprised you didn't say something sooner, but... Well, I was waiting for a moment when Ildov wasn't around. That's a very hard thing to do, but apparently she's given us that perfect moment. How much do you know about demons, Ellen? Um, I probably know more than she does. Not, yeah, not, not particularly much. Uh, can you describe it for me? Maybe I can reach back and see if I remember anything about a certain demon that looks like this. I only saw it for a moment, but it was... Big, jagged teeth and large black horns and red, pebbly skin. Oh, come on, Eowyn. I know you. You know more than that. You, that's you get... all I saw. That's all there was to see. You pride yourself on seeing extreme detail in the littlest of places. Yeah, and that's what there was to see. <laughs> Just asking. Well, there's no point in arguing what Eowyn knows or doesn't know, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is how what do we think involves uh, in danger of being possessed. So I'm going to try to think back in religion and see if I can figure out from that description what it might be. Okay. Uh, if it's religion or is it history? Because she said demon. That's why I thought religion. But Yeah. It would actually be more... Um, hmm. I guess you can use religion for it. Sure. Okay. Uh, then that's a 21, not natural. The thing is, it could be a number of demons, mm. right? Like... Red red skin, horns, and teeth is something that describes a lot of demons. You, you'd you think it's describing a, a glabrazu, which are demons that, that delight in, like, destroying mortals via temptation. Mm. But it could be a number of devils as well, because it's, like I said, it's, it's sort of a... Those are, are characteristics that a lot of demons and devils and fiendish creatures have. It's Mephistopheles. We're, I'm sure of it. Um, 
devils are the lawful evil ones, right? And yes. demons are chaotic. Correct. As I said, it's Mephistopheles. We know what it is. We know what we're up against. This should be fine. Actually, do we know about Shyok, Sam? I can't remember if she's actually told us. Well, um, Kathleen Agatha told us about Shyok. Yes. True. Yes. True, you true, true. you have heard the name Shyok, and you are aware that Ildov is a warlock. I hope. God, I wonder if her patron thing is trying to overshadow her. You know what I mean? Oh. Use her, take over her body to use as a vessel. Could be that as well. I, I, you know, your idea is also valid. I just thought you know maybe I know a little bit more, but for sure, it could be Shyok. Uh, well, Mephistopheles is what now? Who is that? He's a giant demon from uh, a couple different planes and uh, likes to tempt people. Likes to, likes to give you uh, wonderful things for uh, your eternal soul, and then the things end up breaking down or not really working out the way you thought they would. It's kind of like uh, mm-hmm. making a deal with people in the Fey Realm. Troubling. <laughs> Troubling. Very much so. Does that mean that I wonder if she's going off to commune with him or meet with him or something? I, I don't know. Let me try something. Um, Do we need Sam, to back, I mean, back up for this? No, no. Uh, I mean, if we have a... There's a table in this room, right? For a flat surface? Yeah, yeah. I go to the table and I spread out the life drinker map. Okay. Um, and I'm going to have to look up again exactly how this works. <laughs> so the way the life time. drinker map works is you spread it out and it activates when it is touched by blood. It's 1d10 is what you roll. That's how much blood it takes, essentially. Uh, so that's how much damage you take as well. Oh, I don't remember this. Uh, yeah, here, here's my palm. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna do it. No, 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 no. It's fine. I actually have a lot of different kinds of healing right now, so I'm good. I'm good. In fact, I can pretty much just hold on to Azu's tier and heal a hit point around. So I'm not too worried about that. Up to you. Uh, oof, nine. Okay. So you uh, hold out your hand, you take your dagger, and you just sort of run it down the middle of your palm. Cassian, not the bl- not the veins. Cassian! And uh, you then squeeze your hand into a fist, and the blood just sort of drips down onto the map. And as you do that, this sort of red, inky image starts to swirl into existence on it. And you see the outline of the building that you're in. You see... Uh, three sets of footprints, uh, where each uh, one where each of you are currently standing. You see the street outside. You see the surrounding buildings uh, on the opposite sides of the street, also with no footprints on them. That's it. You don't see any other. So it seems that she left long enough ago that she's not within range of the spell. Unfortunate. You said there's nobody around the immediate area? Correct. Well... Without any without any better idea of where she went, I, I don't know what else we can do except press on. Uh, you know, Ildov is uh, resourceful. I'm sure she'll, she'll be all right. She can look like whoever she wants. She's got a lot of nifty spells. Uh, she's a survivor. She is. I just... I worry that if what Eowyn says is true, whatever's possessing her or taking over her spot may uh, rear its ugly head and then we're being attacked on two fronts. At least with her, we knew what, what our uh, objective was, and we had at least someone watching our back. Well, do you, I mean, what's your suggestion? Do you want to try and reach her with ascending or something? I don't think she'll answer me. I, the thing about ascending is I can let her know that I'm worried. I can let her know that we, we want to know where she is. But unless she uh, completes the connection, she just hears my, my words and doesn't have to come back to me. I'm, I don't think I have anything I can do to, to track her. And that's... I just don't feel good I'm about leaving her, but there's not much else we can do. We could try to rendezvous back here, or we could leave a note for her here telling her where we went, I guess. I mean, I can send her and let her know what we're doing, but she you know, she said not to follow her. I just, I'm just, i very wary that if what Eowyn says is true, we may not have Ildov back. This may be the last time we, see, we have seen her. Well, I sincerely hope you're wrong. And she knows all of our dark secrets. I, since when do you not trust her either? I thought, I thought it was just Eowyn that didn't trust Ildov. I like that. This is a... Yes, Yafik, this is very strange. What you've told me is very, very different from uh, run-of-the-mill warlock interactions I've had. This is... What run-of-the-mill warlock interactions have you had? You already knew she was communing with a demon in some Uh, way. And I knew that, but she wasn't changing. There wasn't anything wrong, and I thought we had time to kind of work with her to steer her away from this in certain ways. Call me optimistic. Call me old-fashioned. I thought that... Being around the light of Ajia and seeing all the good things we were doing, she wouldn't follow him down that path any further than she needed to. 
Am I the one that has to be on her side now? Look, I'm I'm as suspicious of her as anyone is, but but I don't think that she's I don't think she's any more in danger of changing now than she was prior. I just thought it was something that you two needed to know so that we could be on the lookout for it. But this is a first. This has never happened before. Well, yes, this has never happened before, but how many souls have we seen her rod eat? Immeasurable that I've seen. Yes, I have been. To be honest, I kind of assumed that you were doing that. So did I. It It, seemed like your style. It was a rhetorical question, okay? We've seen her rod eat at least ten souls so far, and nothing has happened yet. Nothing happened directly after the first one, so, you know, if we want to... Correlations, not causation, and all, and I understand that. But, but I, I'm just saying. Anyway, that, anyway, anyway, slow down. I agree. Slow well, down. I'm, listen, I, I think it's, it's. There's nothing we can do here except wait for her to show back up. If you want to have her stand in a zone of truth when she does and ask her where she's been, then fine. But we've got, no, we've got no choice but to press on. I'm not sitting around waiting for her to get back from whatever mystery errand she decided to. No, we, we don't have time. If they're bringing people down to the city or other things, we we probably should get on that. Yes, the, yes. the note says the the note says that Shez. she'll that she'll that she'll meet up with us soon. So hopefully, whatever it is she's doing won't take very long, and then we can figure out what's going on. But I think we have more pressing concerns. Should I send Agreed. her? Should I send her a sending to let her know we're heading out and where we're going, or do you think she'll find us? I would. Wait until we know where we're going to be. Okay. Yeah, and ideally, you know, hopefully you'll have some juice left over when we set up camp and you can tell her where we actually I are. I always have juice left over for things, Cassian. Okay. It's always good. Well, oh, think that's disgusting. That, uh, that monastery really did a number on you, didn't it? You have no idea. All right, let's, let's get going. <laughs> Uh, so you, uh, pack up your bedrolls. Try to make it look like we weren't there, like, try to set everything up or keep it where it was and not disturb as much dust as we can. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, you guys, you can take as much time as you want to do that. The door is, is still locked, so it looks like Ilda relocked it on her way out. Who gave um, her a key? You guys broke in. I know. <laughs> so you're all set up, you're ready to go. What you doing? We're trying to get into this undercity uh sam yes so major image mm-hmm. lets me create a 20 foot cube illusion that can move and it can have sights and sounds can i use that to drop an overlay of like cultist appearance on it we have the robes oh right we have the robes yes okay never mind then okay cool because I, I was gonna say yeah. you do have the robes although you do notice that one of them is not there oh well that's that reason. Good considering she can just make one with a disguise spell, but whatever. Well, but remember that you know there are creatures out there that can see through True oh, disguises. Yeah, good call. All right, great. Let's suit up. Uh, Sam, in our interactions, I know it's been brief with the cultists we've seen. Have any of them been more than just like a tall humanoid, like dwarf size or lower? Or are they yes? Okay, so I'm not going to like stand out horribly as a shorter, stockier. No, no, not mm-hmm. horribly. What you have noticed is that the majority of the cultists you've seen don't carry much equipment with them. They have just like their, you know, their standard uh, standard assortment of things. They, they each have, you know, the, what they need to defend themselves. But you haven't seen any walking around with like bulging packs or anything like that. So some of them have weird humps from their like tentacle things. Uh, some of them do have that, although you haven't seen. Any, have you seen any of the tentacle bros since you've been back in the city? Not I don't I think remember. you have. No, Irene was the weirdest mm-hmm. thing we've seen. Yeah. Because the other guys didn't have that when we took them down. We, they were normal-looking humanoids. Yeah. yeah, you've only seen the normal cultists so far. And that's something you would have noticed is that, so, you know. It's, I have kind of you. a silly question, or, well, maybe not. Uh, we have one extra robe, right? Because there were five cultists that we defeated. Correct. How does my unseen servant work? Could I just, like... Like, is it just like a, a sort of shapeless force where I could, like, we could stack all of our packs in a stack and break a cloak over that? And like, it's a, like, like a bunch of toddlers in a trench coat? Um, it's yeah. it's not a shapeless, a completely shapeless force. It does actually have a semi-humanoid form. Uh-huh. Um, second idea, second idea. If we just put all of our packs and stuff inside the bag of holding and just ca- just go with just our armor and weapons? Will it be obvious that we have armor and weapons on under the cloak? We have big weapons. 
Um, I mean, it it will be obvious that you have weapons, but you've seen others with weapons, so that that'll probably be less uh, uh, strange. I mean, I have a war I have a warhammer. It's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't carry, carry my shield though. Can the shield fit in the bag of holding? I don't know. You can keep your shield on your back under the. So I could turtle it. Yeah. All right. It's compressed down as much as possible to stand out as little as possible. Uh, does and, that mean me taking all my armor off too? No, no, no. I think you can keep the armor. It's stealthy now, right? So it won't be, you won't be clanking. No, much. yeah, yeah. I'm just worried that the robe won't fit across it. I'm pretty stout. I need to make sure we have a robe that fits me. One of the it's cultists you guys took out was a real big dude. Look, I'm just saying I have been eating well and you the, know, the the robe you may you may want to like fold it up or hem it but it will fit just fine. All right, try this beefy robe. Okay. Yeah, I, don't I know. hand it to him. I mean, it's a little long in the bottom. I'm dragging around like I have a, a train behind me, but hold on, let me hike that up. I press the digitation to to like tape it up to like, pack it up. You and your long bottom. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. So it fits. You all have robes. You. Uh, uh, just make sure that whatever you keep on you is what you need and like keep track of the things that you put in the bag of holding because those won't be easily accessible. Yep. Right. Except to AON. Okay. I'm good. Um, I've got everything in there I need. Okay. So you carefully open the door. Having looked at the life drinker map, you know that there's no one nearby uh, and you step out into the street. Is it sunny out? Is it dark out? Is it... it is sunny out. I already told you that there was Sorry. light peeking in around the edges of the curtain. <laughs> I know, but I know, like, did a cloud cover come? Like, we didn't see a lot of sun when we came in. So. There, I mean, so there is still sort of that dark cloud overhead that is, uh, seems to be, you're close enough now to the large bonfire to see that that's where the source of all of that smoke, um, but there's still sunlight peeking through. Okay. Okay, so the, um, the pit is deeper into the growth or the sawtooth? The sawtooth. You guys are, okay. you're only about like one one row of buildings or so away from it. Uh, oh. It's it's to your north. To your east is the uh, the area where those siege weapons uh, that Yarfik saw were being built. You, okay. haven't, you haven't investigated further west. The south is sort of the direction you came from, though you were traveling underground. I mean, personally, I, I love to save the people that are being brought down to the city, but if we can wait till Ildov joins us, we're at full strength. We can go attack those siege towers, knock them out. I bet we could do a fair amount of damage even at not full strength. We're pretty badass. That's true. I, 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 just, I just an option. Good, but I'm Cassian von frickin' Demos. Okay. Cassian, put the sword away, please. You don't want to pull that out while you're saying that. Oh, gosh. I, you know what? It's just a reflex. <laughs> right, uh, so the fun. world gets a little darker. So, oh. how, how far um, out of our way would it be to go check out the speed equipment? Probably wouldn't be that far out of your way. Maybe just like a couple of blocks. Let's go check that out, right? Let's, let's recon it, yes. Okay. Hey, when are you with us, or do you need? You want to stay behind and wait for real dove? I'm not waiting. Good call. Good call. Yeah, all right, to the, to the siege towers. So you all uh, put the hoods up on your robes to make yourselves as inconspicuous as possible. Yeah, Jarfik tucks his beard into it. <laughs> Jarfik uh, separates his beard into two plumes of hair, ties them back around his neck. <laughs> like a scarf. Cassian <laughs> uh, struggles uh, and, and, and valiantly suppresses his natural instinct to strike a dashing pose in all things and uh, manages to look hunched over and culty and sinister and but yet strangely charismatic. Eowyn walks along. She's like, ugh, it's like neither of you have worn a robe before. <laughs> I love her robe on top of robe. Oh, yeah. Robes on robes on robes. <laughs> uh, so you uh, set off uh, towards the east. Um, you can hear the sounds of hammering and sawing and uh, general misery. <laughs> uh, oh getting, no, it's general misery! Getting louder and louder as you get closer to what is uh, this site. The smells of construction intensify as you get closer to. There's like actual uh, sawdust and stuff in the air. Um, until you get to sort of the row of buildings that it is on the other side of. Um, so there are, uh, there's like, you know, a couple of alleys that you can pass through. If you wanted to try and get up on top of one of the buildings, you could try and do that. You could also try to get in one of the buildings and look out a window. Uh, how do you guys want to approach this? I say in a building, right? Is yeah. anyone looking? It's a little more stealthy that way. I, I like that. 
Yeah, yeah is, is anybody uh, out in the street near us? Roll perception. Can I just use the life drinker map? Uh, you can, yeah. Do I have to bleed all over it again, or is it still active? No, you have to bleed on it again. Every time you activate it, it, it shows you the area that it is in at that time. Uh, um, it doesn't, unlike the Marauders map, it doesn't continually update. Well, we okay, didn't see well, the Marauders map. They were constantly bleeding on that because yeah. it's just open wounds. Uh, I have a perception check of five. Okay, let's hope I can see if I can beat that. <laughs> Oh, 19. Uh, so 19, you take a quick glance around and the, you don't see anybody on the street around you. Uh, okay. So you, you'd you say it's safe to use the map if you want to. Oh, no. I I mean, if, if there's nobody around, I'm just going to try and pick the lock on a door that, that, that like, the building should be tall enough to look out on the other side. Sure. So you could do that too. Oh, nice. Garvik's like sitting out there looking around, but in his head he's going, culty things. I'm thinking culty things. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try the handle on the nearest door. Is it locked? Uh, let's see. Yes. Okay, I'll pick it. Uh, so go ahead and roll with your Teeves tools. Do you want to the tools? Do you want to be oh. graceful as a cat, or do you want to? Nah, I got like a twenty-one. So. <laughs> Is that what you rolled? I mean, I rolled a fourteen, but I have like plus seven or plus six with my tools, so it's a non-natural twenty. Okay, cool, gotcha. I thought you were saying twenty-one was like your your uh, your bonus to it. I was <laughs> oh, like, what? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this locks a DC thirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man, these city dwellers are uh, untrustworthy folk. You know, you always hear about how much more dangerous it is in the city, and until you show up, you just don't really. Well, you, you think about it. Most merchants want to take care of their stuff. I know people that get like the best and brightest uh, anything they want at that point because they think they need the top of the line. Really, just a, kind of an everyday lock will get you down. I mean, you don't need super security. Oh, God, when locks are getting you down. Good thing Cassian did not grow up in a place where people leave their doors unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> you put your lockpick in, you, like, hit it with your hip Fonzie style, and it pops open. <laughs> Welcome! <laughs> I throw it open with a flourish and walk inside. So you walk inside, and uh, this this place is a little more disheveled looking than the places you've seen, uh, than the place you just were, rather. <laughs> the places we've seen. Um, it looks like someone tried to leave here in a hurry, so things are, you know, things are spilled, chairs are knocked over, all that kind of stuff, but otherwise, it looks empty okay anything so you... the door behind us and then um i'm gonna do a like room by room sweep. Floor, i'm gonna do a room by room sweep to make sure we're alone okay roll investigation that is a 20 not natural uh so you uh roll through this place like seal team six go uh, go 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 clearing at every door uh the sort of foyer as you enter uh is clear uh we you pronounce walk it around foyer. You see a kitchen area off to the left uh, that's clear. There's sort of like a den off to the right that's clear. Uh, at the end of the hallway, there's a staircase that, that leads up a short way and then uh, sort of takes a right turn and, and continues to go up. And the the top floor is just sort of like one big bedroom with five beds in it. Um, oh, somebody's been the, sleeping in these beds. The beds are, the beds are all stripped, so there's like no sheets on them. There are sort of like chests at the foot of each bed that are all just left open um and they're all empty i doesn't say anything interesting yeah. in the chests. nope no this place has been well cleaned out it looks like all right so let's try and stay sort of up against the wall so like we can't easily be seen from outside and sort of creep up on the window that looks out over the siege works sounds good to me okay so you creep over to the window um and from the second floor you see many things Oh, there is a plaza essentially out on the other side of this window that has been turned into a construction site uh, arranged in a sort of rectangle around the edges of the plaza are six siege towers. Each of them is 30 feet tall, made of thick, sturdy wood, and they're in various stages of completion with scaffolding around them. Running in a line between them are four catapults also being built with heavy timber. Everything under construction is teeming with work folk. Uh, they look dirty and tired, but they work with vigor as they are all under watch. Do they look as if they haven't been modified? They're, they're just kind of still their own things? or The, the work folk? The work folk. They're, yeah. they're like civilians. Right. I'm just saying because we know that transmutation magic is happening. They're not modified at all. They're not. Uh, roll perception. That is a 15. Uh, no, they look like normal, dirty, hungry people. 
Uh, what kind of overseer action are we talking? Each of the siege towers has two cultists uh, stationed at them uh, with wicked-looking whips that are spurring the workfolk on. Uh, the catapults look like they each have one. And uh, with your perception roll, you'll also notice that there is a a small coterie walking around uh, made up of a woman with a, a, a few people behind her that are all holding like various scrolls. And she seems to be inspecting each piece of construction, referring to one of the scrolls and then like giving some sort of order or direction. Um, she may be the one in charge. I want that. That's good intel. Mm-hmm. We need to get that scroll. We do. We do. Uh, For all the scrolls. And otherwise, the ground is littered with sawdust, broken beams, buckets of nails, buckets of tar, tools, and a little bit of blood here and there, soaked up by the sawdust. This makes me so angry. Okay, so Sam, you said for each siege tower there's two cultists? Correct. What about the catapults? There's one cultist per catapult. Whenever we need a a sniper of some sort. Is that... Is that 15 cultists total plus the lady with the skull? Um, so there are uh, six each towers with two. That's 12. There are yeah. four catapults with one each. So that's 16. There's the woman walking around, which would be 17. And then she has three people with her that are carrying the scrolls. So it's about 20 total. Do they look to be slaves carrying the scrolls or are the other? Cultists? No, they are also uh, berobed. I swear this makes me so angry. There are no places for people to sit. There's no like barriers showing you where you should and shouldn't stand. This is an OSHA nightmare. And they're also not wearing <laughs> yeah, helmets. I know. Clearly the issue here. Um, the, the the lack of concern for workplace safety is, is just strange. It's paramount when you're building um, anything that you keep your workforce safe. That way they work harder and longer. Any thoughts on how we can disrupt this here again? I'm I'm thinking over what we can do, what our assets are, so to speak. If we had a, someone that was a sniper, it'd be the best thing in the world, take them out one by one, but we'd have to get down on, on, on the ground and kind of infiltrate them. Well, I mean, I do have a longbow, but... Um, I've but, rarely seen you use it. Yeah, I know. I like to mix it up of course, in personal style, but I can shoot from range. I, I believe you. I'm just saying, I, I, I'm thinking of someone who's more like, they spend their life shooting arrows at people. Like, that's... I don't know. It, 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 dreams upon dreams for, for our next iteration of the group. Like, get someone in here that is good from a distance. But that's that's neither here nor there. Well, I'm good from a distance, but all of the things I can think to do would possibly hurt those people down there, and I'm, I'm assuming we don't want to do that. No. What if, I, uh, if, we can, if we can get close, I can maybe charm or... or... Uh, suggestion you put some sort of whammy on that uh, scroll lady who's in charge and maybe she, maybe she we can have her order the order the civilians off to one side and then you fire bomb the, the siege stuff will that alert whatever's in the city to our presence that we're here and that there's a, a group in the city that's taking them down one by one yes presumably it would um, I don't see any way around that if we want to disrupt this operation that's I right. mean if all we're after is that's Scroll, but then maybe we could do that a little more stealthily. My thought process was, if we want to just kind of steal the scrolls and maybe get them out to, out to the tempered steel. I mean, Eowyn, you have a bunch of empty scrolls, right? Just scroll paper and stuff like that. I have parchment. Yes. Could we make them look like scrolls and have us carrying them, and then Cassian's our leader, like this person is, and we kind of bump into each other and have a comedic, you know, meet meet cute, and we all pick up the scrolls, thinking that they're each other's, <laughs> and then. Is this too complicated? Am I going too far? Uh, well, no. I mean, I, I suppose we could do that, but I, I, I just, I'm just not sure how we would. I, I guess I'm just not sure how we would justify being there. Well, if I can, um, if I can charm her, you know, that'll give us a bonus, and I can, I can sort of pretend that we're, what you call it, you know, that, that we're like. That there was some kind of administrative mix-up, and we're supposed to be the ones inspecting the siege towers and tell her to go somewhere else, you know. Hmm. If nothing else, it gets us in close. We can get what we need. We can apologize for you know disrupting things, and then just kind of make our way back out, or get angry and yell about like we're going to bring this to our superiors, and that way we get our hands on the scrolls, see what we're really up against here, and maybe get it out to somebody else without destroying anything yet and giving away our our, our presence. I mean, Ildov's out in the city somewhere by herself. If she gets caught after that happens. We're in deep trouble. Well, true. Well, no. I mean, if Ildov gets caught, there's nothing tying her to us. 
No, it would but just be her own fault. Right, but if they probe her mind or anything, or they they try to turn her. Well, she doesn't know where we are anymore. It's so. true. Often probing. There's been a lot of probing in this in this entire time we've been together. Trust me, that's it's 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 kind of our thing. I'm so pumping. A lot of pumping, actually. <laughs> All right, let's try it. Right. I think it'll work. Is everyone on board with this? Or uh, yes, fine. She reaches okay. into her hair and starts taking out parchment. We'll get you more scrolls. I promise. You better. Thanks for promising for me. Some of these might even be spells, you know. She's furiously <laughs> writing and scribbling <laughs> things that look like like architectural drawings and blueprints. Whoa, good. Wow, you, great attention detail. Very nice. So she takes, uh, I mean, it takes a little time to prepare enough for it to look like you guys have everything you need. And we keep watch while that's going on, see if anything changes or people move. Yeah, as you look outside, um, at one point a cart pulls up from the east and unloads uh, more buckets of nails and tar uh, into the center of the plaza. Then it packs up and leaves. Not really much else changes. It's it's similar stuff. They keep constructing things. This sort of group keeps moving around and inspecting and, you know, telling people what to do. Uh, until eventually Eowyn feels like she's done what she can with what she has. You now have all of these scrolls uh, and you have yourselves and your robes. What you doing? All right. Um, so let's. we're going to go sort of... Make, make a beeline the square. Yeah, make a beeline for the, the lady that looks like she's in charge and then have a kind of weird, funny, comedic, oh no, we've run into each other and all of our scrolls have gone on the ground and we just try to pick up. Can we mark these ones so we know that they're ours so we don't pick them up? Uh, I mean, you you can do that. How do you want to mark them so that they are... Uh, I mean, Eowyn, you know how architectural drawings usually look. Is there anywhere we oh, can put like, an extra oh, thing? Sorry, or? I, was, I should have said this. <laughs> I was going to tweak your plan a little bit. No, <laughs> oh, um, okay. I was going to go charm person uh, uh, on the cultist lady and tell her that um, we have that that she was accidentally given the wrong scrolls and that we have updated ones for her and just do a swap. Oh, okay, that, that's much easier than making a kerfuffle, right? Just because you know, I, I feel like uh, plans that we've had that involve a lot of like fine motor control and like. Uh, well, what are you, you saying, know, Cassian? Precise, um hand motions. I don't know. I'm just saying we have, don't have a great track record with like uh, intricate applause. Let's speak for yourself, Cassian. I have you know never failed at a dexterity check in my life. Okay, that's but, not um, something he would say. No, okay. Dexterity <laughs> checks are not a thing. I, I've, I've never <laughs> failed with fine motor skills in any situation in my entire career. That's better. Let's call let's call that Plan B. How about the, the slip and fall? Fine. Plan B is slip and fall. Uh, by the way, Sam, I'm yep. also going to have my last packet of dust of disappearance of sort of ready to hand in case we need to make a hasty exit. Since we don't have our invisibility, Maven. Okay. Oh, I mean, you know, we have major images. We've got a few different options for stealth, but um, best of disappearance seems like the quickest. Cassian, you're heading up this this party. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk with you know my nose in the air, very sort of like arrogant posture, and striding quickly so that the other two have to sort of keep up. You know, very much assuming the the leader role. So uh, you are at the front, and then the the very height mismatched pair of Yorfik and Aowen are at the back carrying your scrolls. Um, as you uh, you go down back to the the front, take a quick peek outside, and it looks clear. So you stride out the door, go around. Are you going through one of the alleys? Or are you going to try to go through like one of the major streets? Based on the position of the the person that would like as we saw them, would there be an alley that we could go through that would sort of allow us to roll up on them real quickly without passing a ton of people? Um, at the moment, it looks like they're actually on the the opposite side of the plaza, so uh-huh. the the alley wouldn't really change anything okay let's circle around then and sort of come at them as directly as possible i like that so you uh go back down to the door of the building you hang a left and sort of walk out to uh where the the street itself uh allows you to turn take another left and then you take another left so that you can approach the plaza from the south as you do so uh you pass a just on the street uh approaching it you pass another group of cultists that don't really bat an eye they don't say cool. anything. They don't wave. Doesn't really seem like that kind of crowd anyway. Um, <laughs> and you, <laughs> you go, uh, and now you're you're up into the plaza itself. 
the the woman and her coterie are uh, at the the northern end of the plaza, walking your direction. They're okay. at the the second of the three siege towers on that side, sort of stopped and and saying something. Uh, it looks like they're just sort of making like a lazy circle around all of them. You're sort of near one of the catapults with the um, the overseer of that one is currently whipping somebody. Lovely. Um, and he makes, you know, no indication or anything that he sees you. Uh, so do you want to walk further? Are you going to stay put? What's going on? Just really tempted to do something about this overseer guy honestly so am i he's um, got he's got a, a whip that has like two tails on it i mean it's, it's not like punishing someone per se but he's definitely like whipping each person working on this catapult just uh what is he standing on what is he standing on yeah feet no no is he up above like, oh no 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 he's on the ground okay <laughs> sorry um so how close are we to him uh you can you can get Closer. Uh, right now, you're probably within 15 feet. I'm going to, like, sidle kind of sideways and, like, bump into him by accident and then keep walking. Okay. Uh, kind of throw, just, like, not to, like, hip check him, but, like, just to throw him off just a little bit so when he's whipping, it doesn't come close. So you uh, break off considerably from the, the party that you're with. <laughs> Uh, and you sort of uh, bump into him, and this is like he's like a, a big burly dude. Uh, it looks like his robes are are actually like tied around his waist, and his his um, his torso is bare, so they're like tied around. And then he like shrugged them off. Is he glistening in the sun? He is glistening in the sun, <laughs> very muscular. He's got the the uh, the brand on the back of his shoulder. Uh, he's bald. And um, as you sort of bump into him, he he like he was like drawn back with a whip to to hit somebody right then. So it just sort of like kills his momentum. And he looks to the he looks to the side and he sees you far away from the the rest of the group that that you seem to be with because you're you're carrying scrolls and they are. Mm -hmm. And he uh, just sort of swings with an elbow uh, that's a natural 20. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. So he swings with an elbow. Um, and uh, so that is uh, that's 10 points of damage. Holy crap. It's a D4 plus two for him. Mm -hmm. um, as he... Wait, wait. How... Oh, because it's doubled, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, swings with his elbow, cracks you in the side of the head like... Uh, right in the temple, just bam with the point of his elbow, and says, "Watch where you're going." I crumple and fall. Okay, I'm gonna sell it basically and spread my stuff everywhere and just start picking it up and like you know not say anything but just pick up the scrolls and do everything else. And then, um, does he turn around at all or like not pay attention to me after that? Or is he, uh, he he sort of sees this like you know inspects his handiwork. And then he goes over, and uh, just as you're about to pick up one scroll, he steps on it just to, like, flatten it and crease it. And okay. then he sort of kicks it and then goes I'm, back to what he was doing. I'm walking over as I notice this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up to him and say, excuse me, is there some reason that you're interfering in our work, peon? I should wonder why you're interfering in mine. Perhaps you should keep a uh, better watch on your minions. Perhaps you should remember your place and take care not to anger those who wield power beyond your imagining. As he's saying that last little bit under my breath, I'm going to start to cast thaumaturgy and like boom his voice a bit more and get a little more intense. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna get just so, just subtly. I'm not going to go like full on like godlike, but just give it a little more weight. Okay. Cassie and roll intimidation with advantage. Okay, um, intimidation. I believe a plus five to that. Looking at a phone roll. Okay, well, one of them was a natural one. The other one was a nineteen. Okay, you so want another nat twenty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Every roll today is a natural twenty. I don't know what's going on. So uh, you tell him to remember his betters. And he sort of looks at you and, and stealthily looks around real quick and then says, um, apologies. Perhaps you might find a minion with better footing. And then he 
walks back over to the catapult and resumes whipping. And I just look at Yarfik. I'm just going to just give him a look like, dude. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I look back at you like, just, I, just, you know, and I, I look back at him kind of like, you know, like a, like a dog that's been caught doing something wrong. It's like, eh. hey, you got your nose rubbed in it. I did. <laughs> Okay, head to the scrolling. Uh, so oh, she temple. is. Uh, she has made her way to the closest siege tower now, uh, in mm-hmm. the time that it's taken you all to do this, <laughs> and okay. she has. Uh, she has stopped there and and like gotten one of the scrolls. She's looking at it. She looks up at the siege tower to inspect something, and then out of the sort of out of the corner of her eye, she sees another group with scrolls. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> she hands the scroll back to uh, to her minion. She sort of like makes a signal to them that's like, "Hey, guys, saddle up, let's go. We're we're going." And she walks beeline directly for you all. Okay. And as she's approaching, I'm going to subtly cast Charm Person on her. Okay. What's gonna, the I'm DC? Trying, it's 15 Wisdom. I'm trying to pull my hood down as far as I can, just to know I'm not really recognized or seen. Okay. Are you worried about being recognized? You never know. The Arctic Stormhammer is very, very famous. Uh, so that is an 11. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so as, as we get close, I say, uh, welcome. Sorry for the mix-up. Uh, we're, uh, we're, headquarters sent us down with some uh, updated uh, inventories for you. So uh, if, you, if we could just take those off your hands and bring them back, uh, these are for you. Well, this is... Interesting. Updated inventories, you say. Well, but these scrolls that we have are not inventories. They are they are blueprints and designs for what's being built. But I'll I'll happily take these inventories that you have. Is that what uh, these uh, scrolls are? <laughs> Lists so of um, supplies. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I, I need Cassian the back a little bit subtly, just like Cassian. Do, do you know? Do you know? Does it ever happen to you where you're just um, you, you, you're getting ready to say what you're going to say, and you just the, the absolute wrong word comes out? <laughs> Blueprints and designs is exactly what I meant to say. The inventories uh, we've got some, but they're for a different group. Um, so yes, we'll take those uh, outdated blueprints off your hands, and you can uh, take these these better ones. Oh, okay. Well, do you happen to know what's different about them? Hey, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a technical guy. You know, uh, I, I, I nudge Aowen. I nudge Aowen, and I'm like, I'm like, whisper to him something. Aowen leans forward and uh, whispers that the uh, these updated designs, uh, Cassian, these these uh, tell her that these updated designs include uh, the blueprints for installing a mangonel into the top of the siege tower. I say, uh, my associate here, who is a bit of a, an egghead, sort of our technical whiz kid, you know, around the office, um, has reminded me that uh, that um, these. Updated blueprints show um, how uh, plans for adding the mangonels to the top of the tops of the siege towers. No woman says, uh, "Oh well, yes, that would be very effective as we try to destroy all of the cities on the continent." Oh, indeed. <laughs> yeah, can't can't have too much firepower, am I right? Also, um, I, I believe they have um, some modified designs to the uh, you know the weight uh, the waiting arm of the trebuchets, which would be important for maximum you know distance. So, um, Guys, don't improvise. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, just, just swap it out. Sounds we'll excellent. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and she sort of motions for the minions to swap them out, and she says, oh, this is so exciting. I didn't even know we were building trebuchets. <laughs> yes, well, um, you know, the boys, uh, the boys in the lab are always uh, cooking up something new, you know what I mean? <laughs> so the um, the three people that are standing behind her, they, they take her direction. It doesn't look like they like it. <laughs> but they they sort of walk forward and they begin handing over the scrolls and taking the other ones from Eowyn and Yarfik. But I mean, you uh, Yarfik and and Eowyn can both clearly see their faces as this is going on, and they've got like some some pretty sick sneers going on. They're not happy about oh no what and this is. I'm I'm, I'm matching their sneers. I'm I'm matching their sneers. Um, but they they hand them all over and. Uh, the, the transaction is complete. Great. Well, um, have an excellent day. It's been a pleasure, um, you know, uh, talking. Uh, keep it up. Keep up the good work. Don't whip the slaves too hard. Um, you don't want to burn them out. Oh, <laughs> but uh, we have to whip them. That's how we keep them working. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, there's a, there's a, there's a happy medium where you, like, don't overdo it. You know what I mean? I knee him in the back. back of the knee oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, sir, there's nothing happy about slavery. <laughs> 
no kidding. Uh, well, so for us, right? Because we get an awesome workforce. Anyway, um, you you guys keep up the good work. Catch you on the flippy floppy and I'm doing it that way. Walk away. And I'm kind of like subtly motioning for the, the other two that's just like, car, 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 let's get out of here. I, I kind of try to look at Eowyn and like look confused in front of them, like. So as you walk away, um, they go back over to the siege tower that they were about to inspect. She puts her hand back to ask, for, you know, asking for one of the scrolls. Quickly, quickly. And we're going to duck down the nearest alley as soon as we can, by the way. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're able to do that. And they, uh, <laughs> she gets the scroll, and then she uh, they, they unfurl it for her so she can look at it. It's, it's very clearly like two of them carry scrolls. One of them is the holder and unfurler so that she can look at them and then do whatever she needs to do. So they unfurl the scroll. She's looking at it, and you can see from safely from the alley, she's looking at it, and she's sort of like going over it with her finger. And then she looks back at the siege tower, and then she looks back at the <laughs> scroll. What did you get? What design did you give her, Ellen? What's it actually for? Uh, well, it was, I mean, I, I based it on the siege tower itself, but I don't... Oh. I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what they're like on the inside. You've never built a siege tower before. No, it's, it's really, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's really just sort of a, a, a tube of wood. Uh, it's basically <laughs> what I put on there. So, okay. um, let's head for some sewers, right? Get, uh, get somewhere out of, quickly. Out of so she's looking at, it, she's looking back. She's looking yeah, she's it. looking at it. She's looking back. She's looking at it. She's looking back. Uh, you are are heading off to the sewers. And you sort of, through the alleyway, you can find uh, right back to the sewer grate that you guys originally came out of. Not this one. I can't lift the sewer grate. <laughs> it's too heavy. You never tried on this I one. I did, actually. Oh, no, that's I right. You did. four, and yeah. I couldn't get it up Yep. There. Actually, you know what? Screw the sewer grate. Let's just put some distance. Let's just go. Let's just walk towards the pit, right? Okay. So the pit is to the north. Hey, can you put the scrolls into your, your bag of holding all here? Or? Oh, yes, of course. Oh, actually, now that I think about this, if we can find a building to duck into out of sight maybe we should use ascending to send this to lord um i get 25 um, words per sending and i can't send pictures <laughs> you can't take a snap of it i can't <laughs> take a snap i can't do no, a story. we don't have fantasy snapchat yet uh maybe i can get um maybe i can have a bird carry them you only get to them for an hour and we're pretty yeah, far but- from the camp you think we're over an hour by flight? I, I don't know. I don't know how, how as the as the snake bird flies. I don't know how far we are. Well, I can do a bigger thing than a snake bird. I can summon like a giant eagle. Will that be conspicuous? Yes, Cassian. I think a giant eagle won't go unnoticed. What if it just flies up really high out of bow range? Didn't um, I'm well. There are gargoyles. Morris said, yeah, Morris said there are gargoyles. All right, fine. I just want to get this, this intel to. Did I um Sam? Did I ever figure out how to activate be... the gargoyle stones I have? You've never even really looked at them. Okay. I thought we I thought we knew that you have to put them in the mouth of whatever. You do, but I don't know the spell to activate. You don't we... know anything about them. <laughs> either okay. way, either way, if I can figure out how to use them, we might be able to have a gargoyle or four on our side. I love that idea. But I need to take time to do it. Why don't we go find a building somewhere? I'll kind of like commune with them a bit, see if I can figure out what to do with them. And yeah, can we, we can... find like a temple with gargoyles? <laughs> uh, you can look for one. Have we seen... Like perception or just uh, it's investigation. You're looking for something specific. Sorry, what were you saying, Fred? I don't know. I'm just kind of wondering, like the gargoyles that we've seen before. Like, do they come from? Are there like a lot of existing statues around the city that like seem plausible? Like gargoyles could come from them. It's not a statue-heavy town. The gargoyles you've seen, uh, I don't think you would say are indicative of the the statuary in Bastafir. Um so they may have been uh, imported. I could create a statue, but it'll take me a couple months. Yeah, you also don't really have a lot of stone to work with. Pull cobblestones out and cobble one together. That might be noticed after a while. What did you get on your check? I got an, uh, na- a 20 not natural. A 20 not natural, yeah. Uh, in this area of the city, there really aren't temples per se but there are statues around like there's you know there are there's one in the square of of you know like a a dude so you you could feasibly try and use it on one of those let's at least take a look at these scrolls and maybe i don't know we can head toward the big big cavern but we need to get off the street okay yes let's get off the street um is there anybody watching if we jimmy our way into another building uh roll perception we're by the grate isn't the building we slept in around here it is. Could we just get back yeah. into that? 
you could, but you'd still want to know if there's anyone around. That's true. Oops. Uh, so, sorry, my, the, my perception was 21. 21? And mine is um, 10. Okay, so Cassian, you look around, and uh, you you don't see anybody. So, okay. it's clear. All right, back in the building. Um, so, you go back in. Had you guys locked it again? Had you left it unlocked? I can't think why we would have locked it again, but yeah. I don't think we specified. Okay, I don't, I don't that's think fine. we locked it, yeah. yeah I, 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 I trust you. Uh, so you you look around real quick. You see there's no one there. You slide right back into the building, relock the door. Okay. So we're doing... Looking at the scrolls. Yes. Okay. I just want to see exactly what they're building. Sure. I'll, I'll glance over at them. Cassian doesn't really like have no, like what he's looking at here. Like, I have much useful to say about it. <laughs> so uh, you roll out one of the scrolls on a table in there and sort of like put candlesticks down to weigh down the end so you can just look at it. You have so many things in your hair, Aaron. That's I, so the nice. candlesticks didn't come from my hair. They were on the table. So, you are looking at these blueprints, uh, three-dimensional like isometric architectural drawings of a tall tower, about 30 feet tall, uh, all told. Um, the inside of it looks like it's outfitted with a ladder uh, that goes up about seven or eight feet, and then stairs from there. Uh, you'd, you'd estimate that they could probably house 20 to 30 people on the inside of it. And the the bottom portion is uh, just three walls, the front wall and the two side walls. The back of it is actually open. And there are, uh, it looks like there are two large sort of handles built into it on the bottom, um, as well as four very large reinforced wheels are what you see in the designs. So it looks like it's designed for someone or something to go in to the the bottom of it from the back to be able to push it forward so that it moves. At the top, uh, it has these two sets of these like metal sheets essentially that have like teeth on the end uh, that could be like if you get up to the edge of a wall, they could just sort of uh, lock down over the edge of it to to keep it held on. And the the top is uh, sort of this like swinging door thing uh, that would stop arrows probably from coming in but still allow people to get out so it is a, a pretty capable and dangerous looking piece of uh, siege equipment to move troops in over a wall this is not good no and they did explicitly say they're trying to destroy all the cities did they say on the coastline or no, just in, no they said the continent yeah the continent. that's what they said it's a little bigger than the coastline when they're thinking big picture well all the more reason to cut the hand of the serpent off, right? We need to. Um, seeing this and knowing what we know, I may need to send uh, Sir Therifid a, a couple of sending spells. One about this and one about... Um, I can't remember the name of the town, the city that's under the city. I can't remember. Caneloth. They found Caneloth. It's, yeah, it's here. Uh, give me a moment. I need to send him a couple of spells. So Thank you me. cast sending? Yep. What are you saying in the first message? We are in the city. They are building siege towers and catapults to take over the entire continent. Slave labor is used. Okay. That's one. That's one. Two is other big news. They discovered Caneloth. It's below the city, and they're using transmutation magic. Do you have room to say how many siege towers and catapults there are? Do I, Sam? I think I had... Uh, You've got, like, nine words left. So, uh... Six siege towers. How many catapults? There were four. Four catapults and more on the way. Okay. Any response from him? Or? Uh, the response is thank you. He's very curt and very, very quick, but he said thank you. All right, so let's, uh, let's head to the pit, right? Yeah, the pit. The pit. Get in that pit. Get in that pit, yo. Uh, so uh, are you going to take the blueprints with you or are you leaving them there? Just want to make sure. So Eowyn rolls them up, shoves them in her hair, and uh, you all pop your hoods up again, Mm -hmm. uh, like the cool cult kids that you are, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you go out the door and head north towards the pit, and that is where we will end this episode. Actually, I cast another spell. Nope. All right, guys. I'm sure our listeners are just crazy about that Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at IWVTCast. You can email us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com 
And you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeenPumaKnife.com. Open your podcast app and hit subscribe. Do it right now. We dare you. And we double dog dare you to keep that app open and review the show. You know what? We're going to up it to super special triple dog dare. Take that. If you'd like to support the show, maybe help us fly Fred back from Chicago for all our recordings so he doesn't risk sounding like he's in an aquarium supply store, head to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and become a patron. And, of course, there's our wiki at iwvt.wikia.com that has been growing by leaps and bounds. Big thanks to all our contributors. Y'all are killing it. The Improvised Weapons theme and outro were written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can hear Adam's latest album, The Badger Flies at Dawn, on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify. And you can check out the rest of his expansive catalog at imadeitup.com. Our sound effects are all from BattleBards.com. To use them in your game, follow the link in the episode description to sign up for BattleBards Prime, or use the code IWVTCAST at checkout. Tune in next time as Cassian, Yarfik, and Eowyn investigate the large hole in the ground. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>